you know, across the globe these days. It's 7 p.m. in the time zone where people are at. They show their appreciation for so many medical professionals that are assisting folks dealing with the virus, taking care of us, really being of great service. So we want to appreciate them, and we can clap. That's what they do. And we have a, a lovely prayer that we'll sing and think of them. so glad that you've decided to join us this evening. We welcome you. We're so glad that you're here. This evening, we're going to look at the seven last words of Jesus scattered throughout our Gospels. We'll also look at the metaphysical interpretation and see how they apply to our life as well. So thanks for being with us. I'm going to invite you, if you would, to join, join us in our opening prayer. This prayer is being used by Unity Worldwide Ministries and Unity Ministries throughout the world. Join me in prayer. Thank you, sweet spirit, just for this evening. 
for life itself. And we know that God is a love that has no end and a power that knows no bounds. God's healing power of divine life is restoring, healing, and revitalizing our world in this very moment. So we let go of any fears or anxieties, and we affirm that all are safe, healthy, and protected. We bless all those who support us in maintaining vibrant, radiant health. We express divine life in all we think, we say, and we do. We bless our global family with radiant health, peace of mind, and abundant love. And so now we surrender again, knowing that God, that divine presence within, guides and leads this service. And we say, thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. this time we're being asked all of us to fully understand the cycle of giving and receiving uh, in so many ways we're being asked to give and we're also being asked to receive with graciousness i'm reminded of a quote from our co-founder charles fillmore in his book prosperity and he said wherever whether we make a large or a small gift let us make it with largeness of cheer and joy, even hilarity, remembering that God loves a hilarious giver. It, in this time and in this place and this evening, I would ask you to consider the giving. At the end of this service, uh, the slides will tell you how you might do that, how you might give to Unity Minneapolis and with all of our giving, let us, in fact, now bless those offerings. If you would say with me together our offertory blessing. Divine love flowing through me blesses all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And so it is. Today's daily word is forgive. I freely forgive all others and myself. During times when I struggle to forgive, I remember the example of Jesus who asked for God to forgive those who crucified him. If I am feeling a pain too great for me to offer genuine forgiveness, I affirm that in truth, the forgiving love of God is intended for everyone, no matter what they may have done. I remind myself that forgiveness is a process, and I am gentle and patient with myself as I continue to forgive. I practice self-forgiveness as I remember it is human nature to be more critical of ourselves than we are of others. God's love heals all sorrow and helps me to forgive myself, other people, and all situations. 
Nothing is beyond my ability to forgive because in God, nothing is unforgivable. As I practice forgiveness, I let go completely. The scripture. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Luke 23, 34. Tonight, we gather to hear the story of Jesus' last days and his last words. Tonight, I invite you to sit in meditation, to touch the experience through the special music, through the readings, and the candlelight. Tonight, let us reach into the dark places of our own souls when we have betrayed another for payoff that proved worthless as it might seem with Judas. When we have failed to act with courage and commitment, as it might seem with Peter. When our commitment seems to bring us only betrayal and death, as it might seem with Jesus. When we have come to church to reaffirm our community of faith and we find ourselves feeling alienated and in doubt. When we speak words of proclamation of joy, peace, tolerance, and love, and find them empty words of hypocrisy. When we feel that there is no place for that which we hold dear. Tonight, in this place, we will silently remember our failings, and we will forgive ourselves. We will remember those who have failed us, and forgive them, recognizing our common humanity. We will mourn our losses, lost dreams, lost opportunities, lost relationships. Tonight, we will know and affirm the strength to begin again. 
We will remember the times when we have acted with integrity and purpose. We will remember the times when we have reached out with compassion and with love. Tonight we will celebrate our passage from dark times to renewal, to love and to light. And we will remember that we have not made this journey alone. We have been sustained by friends old and new who have given us the gift of acceptance and love. We have been and continue to be held by infinite love. mistakes that I have made or any of the things that caused me pain. I am not the pieces of the dream I left behind. I Now, after Jesus was betrayed by Judas and arrested, he was taken to the Sanhedrin to be examined, and Peter, one of his disciples, followed along behind. Peter waited outside and went to the fire the servants had built to warm themselves. And as the servants were gathered and talking about the events of the evening, one of them recognized Peter and said, Surely you know this man, for I have seen you with him. Peter responded that he had never met Jesus. And a little later, another servant said, Aren't you one of his people? Haven't I seen you listening to him teaching? And Peter began to get afraid and angry and said again that he did not know him. And then yet another said, But you're a Galilean. I know I've seen you among his followers. And with an oath, Peter swore that he did not know Jesus. And immediately the cock crowed and Peter was ashamed. In the meantime, the Sanhedrin examined Jesus to catch him in heresy. Many came and testified against him. But Jesus simply maintained his silence. And finally, they decided to hand Jesus over to Pilate, the Roman governor, claiming that he was guilty of sedition against Rome. But even Pilate could find no guilt in him. Yet, for political reasons, and because he really didn't care one way or the other, Pilate handed him over to the soldiers to be crucified. And following the usual procedure, the soldiers stripped Jesus and beat him severely and forced him to carry the cross up the hill to where crucifixions were held. 
place called Golgotha in Aramaic and Calvary in Latin. On the way, someone forced a crown woven of thorns onto his head and all mocked him and even spat on him. But those who were his followers followed along behind quietly and afraid. When they reached the hill, the soldiers bound him to the cross, left him to die, naked, bleeding, and in disgrace. Metaphysically, the crucifixion represents crossing out that which no longer serves. When life calls us to change and to grow into our greater selves, there is often that which must be eliminated. During these times of crucifixion, of crossing out and letting go, many of us get stuck in the tunnel of transformation. The inability to move forward in our process is what creates suffering. As Jesus hung on the cross, we are told that he spoke seven times. These seven last words can be used to guide us through the tunnel of transformation. Tonight, let us hear those words and consider them metaphysically. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23, 34. Forgiveness. Jesus asked that forgiveness occur from a higher place of consciousness, a consciousness that can be used to do that which on our human selves we cannot even imagine. We only need to be willing to let, to let the love of spirit that knows no other, no harm and no offense, create the miracle that forgiveness offers. Forgiveness sets us free so that we may ascend baggage-free into a higher, lighter, and more fulfilling way of being. We cannot transform into a greater expression of love and bring with us resentments and remnants of our victim stories. The first step in our journey, therefore, is to clear the slate and release ourselves from the belief that we can be persecuted. Forgiveness does all this. And the brilliance of these first words of Jesus is that all we need to do is to call upon a greater power to do it through, for, and as us. Forgiveness. You 
I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23, 43. Now. Paradise is another word for the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, available to all us. And it can only be experienced, as Jesus said, today, in the present moment. Jesus made this statement to the two men who were being hanged to his left and his right. In a metaphysical interpretation, these two men might represent the past and the future. There is much good in our memories of the past and in our ideas of who we are becoming in the future. Jesus' statement, however, suggests that we must be in the present moment, today, in order to access our greater and higher selves. When we allow this saying of Jesus to have its mystical way with us, we become fully immersed in the now, which is the only place transformation can occur. Woman, behold your son, behold your mother. John 19, 26, oneness. These words were spoken to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and to the disciple John. At first glance, 
This statement seems odd. Why would Jesus say this to his mother and disciple? It could be an important part of the blueprint inherent within the guide toward resurrection. It speaks to oneness and right relationship with each other. We can only awaken to our spiritual power and evolution when we release ourselves from the roles of biological family, husband, wife, mother, father, son, daughter, Catholic, Jew, black, white, rich, poor. This third saying of Jesus invites us to be whole, behold all people as our family, and truly we are one in God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27, 46. Truth. God cannot and does not forsake us. There is a part of us, our victim consciousness, that still clings to the belief that there is something outside us that has a power over us. Jesus knew there was no power outside of him. Yet in the midst of fully surrendering to this truth, he demonstrated that fear can have a voice. It may be that Jesus was setting the example, telling us that we don't need to hide our fear. We can speak it out loud. Bring it to the light of prayer. It's because Jesus had faith that he could freely speak the fear of betrayal out loud. We cannot make fear go away by hiding from it. We can transform it by bringing it to the light of love.
I thirst, John 19, 28. Vision, to thirst is to desire that which gives us life. To thirst for new life represents the time of our transformation when the darkness begins to fade and new possibilities begin to form in consciousness. The idea of greater good glimmers, even if it's ever so faintly. Often during this time, the odd ways of being suddenly look very attractive, or we tend to want to rush into the first idea that comes to us for relief. This is actually the time to cultivate the thirst and hold still. The universe will give us very clear signs if we will take time to be still and to listen. We are sitting in the greatest moment of possibility. So the goal is to allow the greatest idea of ourselves to come to life. Let God quench the thirst by showing us our highest and best good. Our job is to say yes, yes to it, and to allow it.
It is finished, John 19:30. Completion. Jesus' sixth statement reveals to us the perfection of the laws of the universe. When we're completely aligned spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, we can move mountains. The catch is that we truly need to be finished. We cannot fool the law. The universe loves us so unconditionally that it patiently waits for our readiness and willingness to be free. And it behooves us to consciously call what is done, done. In this part of our journey of transformation, we can honor ourselves and our path by creating a ritual of completion. It is finished can be the most transformational words we ever speak. These words clear the slate, cut the cords of attachment, cleanse and prepare us on all levels for the next and most powerful step of all. It is finished. It is it is finished. I will leave this day as it is going Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Luke 23, 46. Surrender. 
Jesus' statement of surrender is so simple and moving. We can hear the relief in his voice when we read these words. Surrender is the most important practice in our journey of transformation. All we're truly seeking is to know God in and as our life. All our spirit wants is to experience the kingdom of heaven. Surrender is a mystical step. And even though we may have a sense of what we're being called to do, we can't know who will become. To give to God all the glory, to place our lives in his hands, the relinquishment of our sense of control is frightening. But a little taste of the sweet joy in it is all we need to take the step to be used by God with no attachment to the form that it takes. This is the ultimate freedom and is what we're all striving for. point of Jesus' death, one of the Roman soldiers who was there and had watched him and listened to him teaching remarked with sadness that he was truly a son of God. Among Jesus' followers was a wealthy man named Joseph from the town of Arimathea. Joseph went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body that he might bury it. 
Pilate agreed and the body was taken down and turned over to Jesus' followers. They prepared it, wrapped it in a fresh shroud, and laid it in Joseph's tomb. And when they had sealed the tomb with a huge stone, they went away to mourn. Jesus' life is a demonstration of unconditional love, faith, and surrender. His final teaching in this death and resurrection contains within it all the support and guidance we need for our own journey of transformation. And it is for us to remember the divine light of the Christ within each of us is never extinguished. Peace of it all.